Blog Talk Radio. The more I'm thinking about it. 
I, I the think man you should be... because <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. You're going to regret it if you don't. The Here's man my can problem. be persuaded to go at this point. Here's my problem with, with WrestleMania is I went to the one here in Atlanta, and that was inside of a dome. It's just so fucking long. It's like seven hours. It's going to be outside in the damn pits of the United States and New Jersey in Giant Stadium. I'm a Cowboys fan. Fuck the Giants. Like, I'd rather just watch it in the hotel room, in the comfort of my own hotel room, where I can get up and get a drink and go take a leak whenever I want. Okay. But I'm still well, thinking. You know, uh, for, from a guy that went to the one in Dallas, uh, I understand the hate towards the stadium because it's the giant stadium and everything. But in this case, if they do it correctly and they put these three in the last match, it's it's going to be a lot of happy people there. And you should be one of them because the man is going to probably the one holding the belt way up in the air and basically looking at everybody and just basically tell everybody what she's been telling everybody right now. She's the man and there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's weird that we we all have so much positivity and she just lost the title. <laughs> like, how good you know is what? that book? Um, I, I got I, I to gotta kind of agree because um, I, I know she dropped the title. I know we were texting back and forth, but I'm, uh, and I know we get into this in depth, um, but I, I see long-term good plans for, for, for Becky. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. yeah. I, I caught the, uh, the Chronicles that they just uh, released right before the match, and I was watching that, and all I'm thinking to myself there is like, okay, this, this girl's going to be in the main event. There's nothing they can do to stop this. They can't prevent this. I mean, seriously, they can go ahead and bring whoever they want to bring back for the usual suspects for WrestleMania, but this girl and Ronda Rousey deserve to be the main event of WrestleMania. And if you want to add Charlotte, go ahead, add Charlotte. So what? So Charlotte's there. So what? She's just going to be there just so that way somebody's protected, but at the end of the day, they're going to put at one heck of a match, and everybody's going to get their money's worth. That match right well, there is worth, for if too, it gets so. booked that way, that match is worth the price of admission for WrestleMania. The three of them, if they put the three of them in there. Like, I, I, I texted Hoop earlier, and I told him, I said, Becky and and Ronda are kind of, not to get ahead of myself, but they're kind of Stone Cold versus Rock, where they're just two, two over-the-top characters in the same era. And then you got the Triple H character played by Charlotte, where... She'll probably outlast both of them and have more title reigns than both of them. But yeah, but, the, but, so, but so here's the thing, because, I mean, um, so my brother keeps up a lot with the, uh, with the stuff that goes out uh, with the wrestling and everything, and then he tells me what he reads. So, and basically the, the hotbed rumor that it was before, it was so maybe Becky versus Ronda and then Charlotte versus Asuka. But now they're thinking in a different way just simply because they want to put these three in a match together because it makes more sense to to the one and only Benson Kennedy McMahon, which, you know, we, we know how he is, but that's okay. They'll still put on one heck of a show, and that deserves to be the very first match ever to main event at WrestleMania with the women's right headlining it, you know. Well, I'm doing so, it. Whichever way it goes. Uh, Joe, I appreciate the call. I got another one that I got to take. 
But hopefully you keep listening. And thanks for calling and and joining into the show. I got your number saved, so hopefully this isn't the last time we talk to you. Oh no, definitely, dude. Uh, and real quick, uh, thank you for for the love. You know, you gave me the motivation I was looking for. Uh, tr- trust me, I'm gonna keep looking for it because I want to continue my journey the proper way. Uh, Mr. Hoop, same to you. Uh, much love to you. Hey, Joe, I just want to tell you, man, on your journey, the, the, the journey you're taking is, is something that you did, um, and you need to look no further than yourself to keep that motivation, brother. Appreciate it. Keep it up, brother. We we'll will holler you later, at you later. All right, cool. Take it easy, Peace. guys. So, yeah, TLC is in the books, and there was a lot of negativity going into this pay-per-view hoop, and... Besides, honestly, of all matches, the Rollins and Ambrose match was the only non-enjoyable match there was tonight. How did you like the pay-per-view overall? Uh, I, th- I thought it was odd. I thought um, I thought it was a solid uh, B plus A minus show. I mean, I think they did did a a great job um, with with from from bottom to top. I, I I really do, and I I actually like the lineup of the matches, like how they. How they put it into place, I thought it was I thought it was perfectly done. I probably wouldn't have changed anything as far as the match sequences. I agree. I agree completely. We got uh like I said, we got another call, area code six one seven. You are on boot to the face radio. Chris, what's going on? JP, what's happening, my brother? I wish I watched the pay-per-view and not the show that I watched. <laughs> what did you watch? I watched my New England Patriots go down to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, and it was rough. Yeah, it it was brutal. If it makes you feel any better, I put 20 bucks on the Steelers and won like 60. So I hate you even more right now. <laughs> That's not you know, true. Well, let me be the first to tell you. It's to get two TVs side by side so you can watch two shows at one time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's absolutely. And I will go back and watch because everybody is saying this show was a great show. And I think the dude, Joe, who called in before me, I think he's right on on there being two, uh, two great women's matches at WrestleMania and be the first one headlined by a women's match, which I think will be huge. Oh, I can totally see think, that too. Yeah, I think that's it, when it can't Becky be any other to go way. At it. I mean, if, if they go any other way besides Becky and Ronda or some some variation of her and Ronda in the main event, like what the fuck are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I agree because I think they, I I think they drop the ball if they if they don't go with uh, Ronda and Becky for the uh, the Raw Women's Championship. It's a severe what? ball drop if they don't do that. And what they'll wind up doing is I think they will wind up throwing Charlotte in that match, which kind of sucks because she's been in a lot of the women's first matches. But, like, it, it should be Becky and Ronda in that it you know, should be just right. those two, in my mind. So we got a little bit of breaking news here on Boot to the Face. And I'm going to break this news very slowly because I don't want to say it. I'm sold on Charlotte. I've been saying I don't like her. I really don't. I still don't like her. But she's the best wrestler in the world as far as women go. Like, you, when you ring the bell, 
You throw all the other shit to the side. Like, she is awesome. And she proved it again tonight. Um, so if they add her to that match, I'm cool with it. If they don't, I'm cool with it. But as a fan, take all that other stuff out. I just want Becky in the main event. That would be my big, I told you so to everybody that's been, you know, not on the Becky train the past couple of years that I've been on, and now they're jumping on. That'd be a big, that'd be a big I told you so. But Charlotte, if they added her to it, it would only make the match better. I don't want her to win, but it would only make the match better. And I, you, you got to give the devil to do it. Mm-hmm. She, yep. she's fucking awesome. I I don't know. <laughs> I just I I think it should be those. I think the way they're building Ronda up. The thing with it is, you're right, Charlotte is the better wrestler out of them, but who are you more entertained by? Oh, yeah, no doubt. But, yeah, but like I know I said, you love the man. Once you ring the bell, nobody can go with Charlotte, none of them. And I, I put her up there in the men. Like, name a male wrestler in WWE that can go better than her once you ring the bell. She may not right. be entertaining the other six days of the week before the bell, but once you ring it, yeah, once she's yeah, once she's in there, she is the top. And we're gonna have a lot of trash talking WrestleMania weekend. I think about all of this. Oh I, yeah. I may just turn on them. I may turn on Becky Lynch just to uh, just to get under your skin a little that weekend. Because <laughs> cool, I'm bringing bail money with me, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you may have to. <laughs> That's gonna. But, yeah, I think – so I pitched an idea to Josh the other day, and it's just between us. Like, could you imagine if the WWE – let's just hear this out. This is completely off topic. I'm a little buzzed. I've been drinking watching the past. It was rough. But picture this. Like, you take the top 25 wrestlers, which is most of them, minus the champ, and they run a year-long tournament at the four main pay-per-views. To King to finish off at WrestleMania, but King in the Ring right before WrestleMania, and you need the King of the like, Ring, and that person gets the title shot. That's kind of like how TNA did with their Bound for Glory series a couple of years ago. Sort of, it, but it would give the WWE, yeah, and it it would keep the people talking about the WWE Championship for a full year. The only problem I would have with that is they would kill the the Royal Rumble. And so, I mean, it it sounds good. Like, I'm sure there could be a way around it, but, you know, you can't can't take away the Royal Rumble because that's what everybody looks like. That's the next pay-per-view. That's the... And I think the way I had it, the Royal Rumble would have had three matches on it for, for this tournament. So you still have a couple yeah, of tournament matches, but you get the uh, rumble. I, it's interesting. I just, I mean, for me myself, I'm just not a big fan of the tournaments. Like I didn't, I didn't really care for King of the Ring that much, and and uh, I just, I, I'm not a big tournament person. I'm, okay. I'm actually surprised I like the uh, May Young Classic as, as as much as I did because the, the tournament thing is just, uh, I don't know, I'm just not a big fan of it. The thing about so the tournament is it idea. can't be it can't be predictable. You can't have you know, heel versus face, and then the next Every match is time. heel versus face. So if the face wins this match, you know the heels win the next match. Right. You gotta kind of, you gotta kind of play with it and be creative. So you know, being creative is not really their best strong suit right now. So to do something a no. year out, 
This is they have and really that, but that's why they they hot shot everything. Everything is like there's nothing that there's no storylines that go super long anymore. And it, it everything is instant gratification, rather than like draw it out and get people emotionally involved. And I think uh, that's the problem with wrestling now. Well, it, it, it may be the problem, but can I say something? Um, the the new generation that they're trying to appeal to, as far as wrestling fans, don't have a lot of patience as far as long term goes. Like like some of us old school guys, we we appreciated the long term drawn out story that took months and months and months, but the, you know, the, the younger generation, um, they're, they're not patient. They want, they want that instant gratification. So you hot shot a, an angle for a month and then they're ready to move on. Like they're, they're like, man, I've seen this before. Let's, let's do something different. And I think that's a, that's one of the problems you're getting right now is they're trying to appease some of these younger fans and, and the older fans are, are saying, well, wait a minute, let's, Where's where's the story? Where's the build? Where's the anticipation? You know, because there's none of it right now. Yeah, I mean it's true, but I mean I'd say we wanted I wanted the instant gratification when I was a kid too, but you didn't get it. You in it that build up drew you in. It, it got you to I hate to say edge of the sea because it's so like cliche, but it just caught your attention. It got you watching. It made you, you had a Saturday morning. You knew you were going to be Monday nights. You should know where you're going to be. And I don't think they have that now. Like I don't watch raw anymore. And I didn't even watch the paper. Well, you better tonight. watch like tomorrow. Said, Vince back. McMahon's coming back. I will watch to see Vince McMahon retire. <laughs> and that's, that's I, the final He's going to bring told Becky. Chris what I thought was going to happen tomorrow night. You don't think that's what's going to happen tomorrow night? No, no, no. I don't think that's what's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is uh, the, the, in the shakeup. I think uh, uh, the, the first part of it was Becky dropping the title tonight, and I think that uh, they're going to move Becky over to Raw to start a program with uh, Ronda Rousey. And, there, and there's your main build. Yeah, I mean they have to get her over there. The yeah, only thing I don't like about that for. is if you if you immediately put her on Raw and give her a title match at Mania, then you pretty much know that whoever wins the Rumble is going versus SmackDown. Or if Charlotte wins the Rumble, I guess she could make it a triple threat. They could do a lot with this. Please don't fuck this up. That's all I want. <laughs> I just don't want them to fuck this up. They, they have it. Way too. They got uh, uh, a a Irish redhead lightning in a bottle that they didn't expect to have. They have to capitalize on this. Roman's gone. Braun's hurt. Brock somewhere in Canada playing hide the maple leaf with Sable. Like you have to capitalize on this lightning in the bottle you got with Becky Lynch. You cannot just stick with status quo and do whatever you were playing eight months ago. Shit changes. Technology changes. Yep. Everything changed. Got to go with it. Now, do you think McMahon coming back to put Becky over to Raw is the shakeup, or do you think he's going to announce women main event in WrestleMania as the shakeup then? I think the shakeup is just uh, talent exchanges because they can blame it on Barrett Corbin all they want to, but they have had the lowest ratings in Raw history. They're still the top rated show on USA. 
but that's not what's being reported. What's being reported is lowest raw rate yeah. in history. So yeah, more than likely, was... more than likely, Becky dropping the title tonight was for her to come to Raw because who's more over right now? Well, and, and it makes sense because what you have is you have a, a show with low ratings that everybody's bitching about, and you have on the other show you have a, a, a top girl that that is just on fire that that can seemingly do no wrong right now. And you know the the logic is, hey, we've got we've got Charlotte and Oscar fighting for the title over there on on SmackDown. We move Becky over to Monday nights and get her in a program with uh, either Nia uh, or or Ronda and let those three go back and forth. Yeah, Ronda, like with Ronda's, she kind of has to be in that top spot in order to keep her push. Because if she and if she loses her push, she loses everything. Because she's not I'm that good. After tonight, by the way, I, I I'm agree. sold on. Her. I am completely sold on her. Take my money. I'm sold on Ronda. Yeah, she killed it tonight. She's been killing it for a while, but tonight just like opened my eyes I, that she's. I love the character, but I don't trust her don't selling to have her lose. Hmm? I don't trust I her enough that. to. I don't trust her selling enough to have her lose a match and be able to sell that she lost. We'll find out after Becky Lynch makes her tap. <laughs> Won't be for a while, bro. She's going to break Becky well, J- Lynch's face. JP, man, I appreciate you calling. Uh, no, dude, you know, I always well, support you guys. Hello? You guys got a great show up here, and I, I love the fact that I'm able to call into a live podcast, and you guys do a great job. So, thank I appreciate you for having I agree 100% me. on that. Well, thank you, bud, and uh, tell Josh we said what's up. I will. I, no, I'm not talking to him right now because he's a Pittsburgh fan, so. <laughs> I'm gonna text him right now and tell him what you just said. <laughs> All, All right, right bro. Talk to you guys later. Have a good night. Bye. See you later, JP. Yeah, I think TLC. tomorrow night's gonna be really interesting, man. It will, but uh, let's 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 do a quick uh, rundown of of what took place tonight, and you any. Anytime you want to say something, you just stop me where you want to. First off, at Chris Rucker Show on Twitter, at I'm That Hoop on Twitter, and at Boot to the Face. ProWrestlingTees.com. You can get your Wolfpack-inspired Boot to the Face t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Boot to the Face. How'd you like my selling voice? Did that work? Did that make you want to buy a shirt? I, I love it. I love it. It was sexy. <laughs> The other night I was like half asleep while we did the uh, the podcast because Marty was traveling and we had to do it a little bit later. And I told my wife the next day, I was like, yeah, I was kind of half asleep. And she goes, oh, so you were using your sexy voice. And I'm like, I didn't know I had a sexy voice, but, you know, whatever. Oh, no, Rucker's so, got a sexy voice. Stop it. You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> Carmella. And All right, man, let's talk about this show. Carmella and R-Truth are your number 30 Royal Rumble entrants, respectively, after beating Zinder Mahal and Foxy. And I just want to say that I haven't liked Carmella since NXT. She was with Enzo and Big Cass, and she's completely not done it for me on the main roster. But this little thing she's got with R-Truth, I'm digging it. Like, she is so likable as a face, as a goofy face. 
could be the hair. Like her, all that face surgery doesn't stick out as much either. Now that she doesn't have blonde hair, which is odd, I guess. But I don't know. I'm digging Carmella. What do you think? Oh, I love Carmella. Um, I, I love. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of hers in NXT. I, I liked the whole uh, Saw thing and and what they did. It was okay. Uh, and then when she moved, she moved up to the main roster. She was just kind of existing. I think she was still trying to find her groove. I thought they rushed her up a little, little early. Um, but once she did that heel turn, um, oh man, I I really really got into that. And I thought when she turned face, I was going to stop liking her. But I think I like her even more now because you could see she's just going out there and having some fun. Um, and having a good time doing what she's doing, and it shows. You know what I mean? Like, she's really enjoying her spot right now. True, true. You had uh, The Bar defeat The New Day and The Usos, which I didn't see coming. I thought I thought it was a title change coming. Um, I don't mind The Bar, but I don't like them. They're just kind of, eh, they're there. They're good. As people would say, they're good hands. They always have good matches, but I'm just... I kind of wanted the Usos to win because that's my squad and the New Day I wouldn't have been mad about. But it it was a good match also. Um, I think with with ROH having ladder wars on Friday night, that's the reason this match wasn't a TLC. This match would have kicked ass as a TLC match. But I'm kind of glad it wasn't because it just paved the way for the women to kind of steal the show at the end. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I, I thought there was a lot of lot of action um, just from start to finish. Um, I am a New Day fan. Um, I am an Uso fan, and I and I really do like the bar, too. Um, I like how physical they are, but I like how they can get a little comedy every once in a while. Not too much, just a little bit, enough to show that they have a little bit of personality. But, yeah, I thought uh, I, 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 had, I thought I had the bar going all the way. Um, just I just didn't see a title change coming on this one. I thought there were other title changes coming. So, um, a match that I missed that I don't even have written down was the ladder match with uh, Bobby Lashley and Elias. And from what I read online, Elias won, but Bobby Lashley ended up whooping his ass with the guitarist. And the, um, <laughs> like I said, I missed that match. So if you want to talk about it, feel free. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the match was very well done. Um, they, uh, they had a really good, uh, back and forth. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a squash match either way. They had a really good back and forth. Um, and yeah, Elias ended up, uh, picking up the guitar and, uh, and then of course the, the, uh, what you call it, uh, Lashley and, uh, you know, Lashley, um, <laughs> Of course, he had to get involved, little Leo Rush. Um, and it was just enough to allow Bobby Lashley to get the guitar and, you know, beat the crap out of uh, Elias. But it was it was really, really good. Um, I thought that uh, the two of them, you know, told that, told that really good story in the ring. Um, and... It was just, it was just fantastic. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting much out of this one because I find Lashley to be pretty boring, um, and it, it wasn't the case in this match. He did really well, so I was, I was very pleased with it. Next up, we had the first TLC match, 
If Braun Strowman wins, he gets a title shot with Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble, where you and my co-host Marty Vasquez will be going live. And if uh, Corbin wins, he's the general manager of Raw. Here's the thing I don't get about this match. Corbin had Drew McIntyre and Lashley backing him up the entire time, and now you got all the faces come out and jump Baron Corbin, and nobody comes to help him. I mean, if I'm a bad guy and I like cheating and my commissioner or GM likes cheating and he allows me to do whatever I want to do, I'm going to come help him because Braun is clearly in no shape to wrestle. He took nothing close to a bump. He didn't even get down on the ground to pin Corbin. He just put his foot on top of him. To be honest with you, I don't know if he's going to be ready for Royal Rumble or not. They're booking the match, but I don't know, man. It's it's been a couple of weeks, and he shows up with a sling on and can't do anything. So it's, I'm a bit trepidatious about that match. But for what it was, it was a, it was a fun little segment. That's pretty much what it was—a raw segment before commercial break. Yeah, I, I agree. That that that's really all it was. Um, I halfway expected uh, Heath Slater to uh, to cost uh, Strowman the match at some, you know, in some way uh, to get in. Uh, Corbin's good graces is what I thought was going to happen. But, you know, of course, once everybody else started showing up, it was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And, yeah, you're right. I'm really surprised that McIntyre didn't come down. Lashley didn't come down. Um, you know, if, if if a good buddy of mine who's on my side is has got the potential to be the permanent general manager, you're damn right I'm going to come down and help him out. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. But, hey, uh, Natty Neidhart. Using her family's everything. It's just such a. Anytime I see Natty, it's just such a gigantic eye roll with the whole Heart Foundation and and just just just. We talked about it on the last show. Like I'm not a Natty fan. I don't. She gets this un. I don't want to say undeserved, but undeserved respect because she's a night heart and heart foundation family lineage blah 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 i'm just not into her and the fact that she just ran through the entire riot squad tonight just completely killed them like completely killed them i once she put the other two girls through the table i was like okay ruby riot's gonna win and she didn't and it it didn't do it for me um the match was okay you know, if I was giving it five shots of whiskey, out of five shots of whiskey, I'd give it like a two. It was a decent match, but I just, I didn't get the the finish to it. That was the only finish I questioned all night, to be honest with you. Yeah, the the, the finish was kind of puzzling to me. Um, I thought that they could have got more out of this story than, um, than a Natty going over tonight. Um, there was, it definitely wasn't a technical match. I've been... I've been watching Ruby Riot since before she was in NXT. When she was on the Indies, I've, I've watched a lot of her stuff, and I've always when she went by the name uh, Heidi Lovelace, and um, so I, I've always been a fan of hers uh, since I started watching her. Uh, and when she, I was really excited when she came to NXT, and then when she came up on the main roster, and I just think putting being put in a program like this with Natty is is just kind of beneath her. I think she she could definitely be a main event player. Um, this match was kind of kind of hokey to me. Um, I didn't like it, and the 
if you recall that table spot where I think Natty had her in the uh, sharpshooter and made her stare at the uh, the table, and then Ruby Riot pushes the table so it falls on her head, and then all of a sudden I, Natty's just out. <laughs> you know, that table barely hit her, and and you you know you can't you. <laughs> I understand that that's a that's a spot in the match, but that's just that's just hokey nonsense right there. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that uh, that match at all. Uh, so we'll just move right along. <laughs> <laughs> Worst stable spot ever. Uh, Rey Mysterio defeats the Legend Killer Randy Orton in the chairs match. I enjoyed this match. That spot where. Ray took the chair and slid outside the ring on the Orton who was laying down. Like that was probably one of the the coolest things I'd seen up until that point. Um, enjoyed the match. Uh, kind of glad Ray won, even though I'm an Orton guy. You know, you can't bring Ray back and just have him completely losing all the time. So, no problem with Ray going over in this match. It was quick enough. Uh, good, good moves, good action. I enjoyed this match. Yeah, you know, I did. I did too. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a great match. Um, all the chair spots, all the uh, the the great shit that Mysterio does, the heel shit that Orton does. You know, and the thing I like about Orton is Orton does shit like something I would do. Like when when Mysterio came off the ropes, um, and Orton just throws the chair at him. You know, that's yep. like shit I would do. Like. <laughs> It's a no-brainer, you know. Guys coming at me, I got a chair in my hand. I'm gonna throw it at him. Um, exactly. I thought it was. I thought it was well done. Um, I'm. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, that that finish with the uh, way they had the chairs lined up and and whatever. But um, overall, I thought it was a great match, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I think Orton gets a bad rap because his <laughs> his wrestling is like you said. It's just common sense. Like, hey, there's a guy about to jump on me, and I have a chair in my hand. Instead of doing something fancy, he just throws a chair out. Uh, every, <laughs> I love that. Everything Orton does is just so smooth and effortless. It almost looks like he's bored. It's like he's so much better than everybody yes. else at wrestling. Yes. And, you know, I've I've always been an Orton fan, and I always hear people say his matches are boring. And, but if you just sit down and watch, he does every little thing correctly he makes and Michael Cole used to always say no wasted motion well that's the truth with him like nothing is wasted besides when he's pandering to the crowd but everything else matters like little shit like hey your hands on the ground in front of me I'm gonna stomp on it like I'm, <laughs> like I'm trying to hurt you yeah like that's the name of this game I, and so exactly I've got I a screwdriver and you've got big hoop earrings guess what I'm gonna do I'm gonna twist yeah, that I'm, shit until I can rip your ear off <laughs> exactly so I, I don't know. Me, what the, he reminds me a lot of uh, Jake the Snake Roberts when Jake when when Jake was in his prime and he was just dude, he would just do dastardly shit like that like he didn't care if you ever worked again man he was gonna he was gonna just torture you and winning the match wasn't his priority it was it was it was hurting you and torturing you and and just making you feel that pain and that's what that's what I'm liking about Wharton especially right now. The funny thing is while you were talking I was thinking in my head dastardly and then you used that. So I mean, clearly, Orton's a dastardly motherfucker. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was a that was a decent match. Uh, Finn Balor beats Drew McIntyre, who the internet loves, and um, 
Drew McIntyre looks like the world heavyweight champion when he walks out and his music hits and he gets in the ring, and then they ring the bell, and I don't see it. Yep. It's like um, um, it's like Pritchard always says, and then the bell rings. Yeah. All show and no go. I shouldn't say no go because every now and then he can he can pull some out, but to me he's just he's the same guy that was in three MB and and the chosen one before that. Only he's got more muscles. Um, Finn Balor, mm, I, the jury's still out for me with Finn Balor, but well, it was a decent thing. match. With a if little, you're gonna have, inter- go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, if you're going to have Balor uh, beat McIntyre, then why not bring him out as the demon? Like, everybody's waiting for the demon to come out. Like, everybody wants to see the demon. And if he doesn't come out as the demon against Drew McIntyre, then then that character, you're probably never going to see that thing again because um, that would have been the perfect time for, for him to, to unveil that character again and just come out and, and give McIntyre. You know, you can do the same thing with the match. Um I understand Dolph getting involved in all that stuff, but, you know, bring him out as the demon against McIntyre is huge and he's sinister and little old smiling Finn Balor is going to come out and fight him. You know, I will, uh, I would disagree with you on that. I like that they don't bring the demon out all the time. Um, it should be special. It should be, I fought this guy 17 times and I can't beat him, so I'm going to have to kick it into a... Maybe not 17, but I'm going to have to kick it into a new gear. And right now, Drew McIntyre doesn't deserve to get the demon to... You know, it's going to piss some people off when they hear that, but that's the truth. Like, he's done nothing to make Finn Balor have to go there. Finn Balor can just come out with a rainbow uh, T-shirt on with his logo on it. And beat him that way. He proved it tonight, even though Ziggler helped. I did like <laughs> I did like Ziggler um, whooping Finn Balor's ass after his post-match interview. Like, hey, you're welcome. For <laughs> that me was pretty him. good. And then he just whooped his ass and left Balor laying down there. So that was that was uh, that was the first of 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 a couple backstage segments that were pretty nice. Yeah, you know, I I really like that one because it, what it said to you right there is is even though. Even though Dolph is is on the outs with McIntyre, uh, he's not turning. You know, he's not a good guy. He's I'm not turning babyface. So I, I'm going to let you all know that I'm still a heel, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yep, like still a dick. Um, <laughs> I'm still gonna I'm still gonna take everything I can get. I'm just not going to do it with McIntyre. Right, right, right. So next up, uh, Ronda Rousey makes Nia Jax tap out. I really enjoyed this match. Um, I enjoyed the the interference from Tamina. I enjoyed the the psychology. Ronda looked like it's it's little things with with women wrestling that that make a whole difference. Like she didn't have all that fucking weird makeup and stuff on her eyes and all that. Just a little bit. She still had her hair tied back like a badass. She just looked more real as a fighter tonight than she normally does. Am I crazy? Or, I would or, agree with or that. You... Okay. Oh, no, I, I would agree with that 100%. I can't stand it when she comes out with that raccoon look on her face. And to see that she didn't do that tonight, um, she just came out ready to fight, um, looking like Ronda Rousey instead of Ronda Rousey the raccoon. Um, right. I was real happy to see that. And I think I think she did 
she every time she gets in the ring, she she steps it up a little bit. Like she gets a, a little bit better. And I know that they probably threw in a little too early, um, but she's 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 proven that she's putting in the work. I think, Clearly. and she's Clearly. she's 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 training and she's practicing and she's getting out there and doing everything she should do. And I know she gets shit on because I shit on her too, uh, but I shit on her less and less every week because I think I'm really starting to come. I'm not there yet, but I'm starting to come around to her. I don't know what it is, but I like I like the fact that she doesn't wear knee pads because it's different. It makes her I don't know. It just makes her stand out from everybody else because everybody else got knee. So it still makes it feel like she's kind of new to it and doesn't know that she should be wearing knee pads. But then she comes out and she does a running step on the inside of Nia thigh Superman punch to her that you know nobody else can do and. The transition into the arm bar, and I like how she she rolled Nia over and pointed it to me, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of the ring. You can't do shit if you're not gonna get disqualified right now. I'm about to make a girl tap, and she tapped, and then the kiss, and I just, and then the kiss, yeah, and and then she can sell. Um, when she's in trouble, you can kind of believe it, even though you shouldn't, because <laughs> she's a UFC champion. I mean, you should against. Nia Jax, but you shouldn't when she's selling to Alexa Bliss or when she's selling to, you know, Liv Morgan or somebody like that. Against Nia Jax, I can see it, but she makes you believe that she's actually in trouble. And that's a skill. I mean, that's... that. You know, what's funny not is everybody uh, when, can do uh, that. when Alexa Bliss was champ, when Alexa Bliss was champ and, uh, and, and Rousey had her match and she just went in there and squashed her and took her title and everybody shit on that. Um, to me, you, that's that's the only way to go because you can't have a competitive match with Ronda Rousey against Alexa Bliss and then no. propel no, no, Rousey no. into the you know the stratosphere of the women's division. You just can't do that. She's got to come in, you know, fist fist pumping and and kicking and arm barring and arms to get her to where she is now. And um, the, what she did with Nia Jax, um, quite frankly, I'm I'm. I don't know if I'm just bored or if I dislike Nia Jax or, or what the deal is, but I just do not enjoy watching her in the ring. And I definitely don't enjoy when there's a microphone in her hands. You're not the only one. It's not just you. <laughs> um, after the match, Nia Jax is holding her elbow, walking backstage, and she runs into an Irish last kicker who tells her, do you remember when you broke my face and Nia's just kind of like, Nia gives her that look like, come on, I just got my ass whooped. Are you really going to do this right now? And Becky's like, goddamn right, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> and punches her in the face and tells her, you know, keep my name out your mouth. Just went straight to hood on her. And then I'm I thinking the that. whole time, like, where's Tamina at? And then they look up and Tamina comes running in like, what happened? So... I don't know if that's supposed to be <laughs> a little foreshadowing of uh, the Samoan thought team falling apart, but <laughs> I, I had to. Um, yeah, no, that team. that was great. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't anything other than here's your here's a little bit of payback for you. Yep. I loved it. it. Just, I thought it was great. Um, it was. It was. It was. It was just that fight and touch. Next, we got Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. I'm unapologetically not a Daniel Bryan fan, never have been. Uh, 
I don't agree with Triple H a lot, but I completely agreed with him when he called Daniel Bryan a B-plus player years ago. I love this match. And believe it or not, people out there, wrestling fans, you cannot like a wrestler, <clears throat> Roman Reigns, and they have a great match, and you can still give it the props it deserves without you becoming a fan of that person or, God forbid, somebody hear you say something nice about them. This match was fantastic. I love the ending. I love everything going into it. I, I, I love it. It was a... And I was going for AJ the whole time. I knew he wasn't going to win, but then he kept making me think he was going to win. And just a great match. Just two two future Hall of Famers in the ring with nobody else out there going at it for 20 minutes. And I loved it. Yeah, um, I'm looking at my notes right now, and I've got written under that match, great match, uh, because um, I wasn't particularly enthused about this one. Um, mm-hmm. But... The more I watched it, the more I was like, "Holy shit, this is this is really a good match." And it was like start to finish, like everything about it. I, I can't I can't look back on the match and think of one thing that I didn't like about it. I mean, both guys um, performed at a at a A plus level. Um, I mean, you you had everything. You had the storytelling. You had the the spots, and they were just enough to where. Right at the end, it was like, oh, he's going to win. Oh, he's going to win. Oh, he's going to win. Uh, and then, you know, finally Dan, Daniel Bryan gets the win. Um, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I I love this match. It was It was everything I thought Dean and Seth would be. Um, <sighs> Dean and Seth. I just great transition. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where they went wrong. Um, I don't know. It, it 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 takes my breath away thinking about how hot this angle was. The night Roman came out and announced he had cancer, and they just they they did it perfectly that night. And now I think they have just beaten everybody in the submission to where. Nobody really gives a shit about it anymore. Um, I they they were chanting, "This is boring." Hoop. Yeah. <laughs> During the yeah. Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins match with Dean and Jahir, they were chanting, "This is boring." Yeah, I know, and uh, they weren't they weren't wrong. Um, it it was very lackluster. There, you know. I don't know what it was about it because, you know, Rollins was doing some stuff and Ambrose was doing some stuff or whatever. It was just, I, watching this match, it felt like this was like the, the 20th time I've seen the match. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I wasn't into it at all. I'm sorry. I uh, dropped my earplugs. You still got me? Yeah, no, I still got you. I thought you fell out of your chair or something. <laughs> no, I dropped my uh, earplugs out of my ear. But yeah, I just uh, I don't get I don't get what they're going for with. I mean, we kind of and then the whole Corey Grace thing. Like, I don't know if you were listening to the commentary, but he just kept kept needling at Renee, and it was just like, shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, I know. And, uh, and Michael Cole finally said something. He's like, give it a rest, Corey. <laughs> it's like, enough. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. Um, and, a, and a little side comment here. People give Corey Graves all this praise about being so good on comments. And I'm just, I've, I've never liked him. I've always felt like he's always basically picked on everybody that's been in the, the third person's chair. And it just gets annoying after a while. Like, I just want to book a seat to slap the shit out of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, somebody please just... And now he's just, like, sitting there just picking on... And Renee's not the best on commentary. Um, and, you know, I'm not afraid to say that. Everybody else will give her all credit in the world. She's the first woman. Congratulations to be a full-time commentator. She sucks on commentary. But Jesus, man, leave her alone. Like... The woman's trying her best. Like you don't, she doesn't need you sitting there picking on her the whole time as she's trying to come up with things to say about her husband being a cocksucker in the ring. So I, I just this whole the vibe of this entire match didn't do it for me. Yeah, I wish I wish they would just back off the whole Dean Ambrose and and uh, Renee Young thing. And okay, they're married, we got that, but you know. For the sake of what's going on, can we just not talk about it? Right. But Dean wins the no, title. I'm with you on that. New, uh, new Intercontinental Champion. And <laughs> I tell you what, though, my favorite part of the match was Seth about to go in for the curb stomp, and Dean throws the shield hand signal out to him. Like I laughed so hard about that. that yeah. Was, um, uh, it, it was it was a great spot, um, um, but I don't know. Like I said, it was just it was just one of those things where um, it, it felt like I've I'd seen this match like twenty times and and I just wasn't into it. Um, so I really I really can't go into it more than that. Um, and I know the uh, the next match I think uh, you want to talk about is the Flair Oscar Becky Lynch match, but. Did you watch the pre-show at all? I went back and I fast-forwarded through and I watched the the Becky Lynch interview. Okay, so you didn't you didn't watch the uh, the, the pre-show matches? No, no. Okay, um, when you get some time, go back and watch those uh, because I'll tell you, two one of the, one of the matches, probably the best match on this whole show. Um, and I'm not a big 205 Live guy, but that Cedric Murphy match, Buddy right. Murphy and Cedric Alexander was an absolute fantastic match from start to minute, uh, start to finish. The, the the cruiserweight matches back in the you know the old WCW days, and you know you're talking your Dean Malenko's and your Chris Benoit's and your uh, Ray Mysterio and Chris Jericho back then and, and all that. This match was so good. Um, it's going to make me start checking out 205 Live a little bit more because you look at Cedric Alexander and he looks like a guy that could do all that shit. But then you look at, at Murphy and Murphy doesn't look like he can do that. And then he gets out there and he does all those moves um, staying right on pace with Cedric Alexander, 
And I, I was thoroughly impressed. Like, I got to admit, the, the 205 Live matches usually just kind of um, move right past me. I don't really get into them that much because, um, quite frankly, if everybody on the roster is doing the cruiserweight moves, then really why do I want to watch all the cruiserweights? Right. Um, plus, I think you've said it before, there's not a whole lot of name notoriety and stuff like that. But um, I'm going to start checking it out because um, guys like um, uh, what, what's that guy's name that just uh, wrestled Daniel, Daniel Bryan Thursday, uh, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali, yeah, um, he's good. That guy's that guy's that guy's great. You know, I watched him. Uh, a couple of matches that he was doing, and, and holy shit, that guy can do something. So I'm going to have to check out 205 Live if these guys are doing stuff like that. Um, and uh, I'm not sure why they put uh, Bobby Lashley and Elias on the pre-show, but um, but they oh, did. So that was on and the, the thing pre-show. That me about okay. the, yeah, yeah, it was on the pre-show. And the thing that annoys me about the pre-show matches is they cut to a commercial hyping the pay-per-view, which I get it. Um, people sometimes tune in just to watch the, the free matches, um, and you got to hype your shit. But you know, we're trying to we're trying to watch a match going on, and you're you cut screen you know picture in picture to talk about the pay-per-view that you've been talking about for the past month. Right. right. So I just don't get it, and I don't like it. Uh, but go back and watch us, uh, that uh, that Buddy Murphy Cedric Alexander match because it was phenomenal. Right, they had a they had a great match in Australia. I've always been a a Cedric Alexander fan. If I can, if for whatever reason I'm awake and 205 Live is on, I'll watch it. Especially if he's on. Um, not big into Buddy Murphy, but I I do know that they have great matches together. Um, one thing you you said has nothing to do with this. You started naming off the old cruiserweight division. Just think about that for a minute. Like the undercard for WCW Nitro was Dean Malenko, Benoit, Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho. Um, who else was in it? Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, La Parca, like Hurricane Helms. Like, just think about that for a minute. That was WCW Nitro's undercard. Mm-hmm. That makes me want to go fire yeah. up the network and start watching the first hour of Nitro. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. And, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, people uh, criticize Raw because they got three hours and, and kind of nothing going on. Uh, you know, if, if it was up to me, and I think I tweeted this out uh, uh, before, um, if it was up to me, I would probably scratch 205 Live. I would fill in some of these cruiserweights on uh, at least Monday night and probably Monday and Tuesday night, you know, and and let, let's fill up the show with some more some more action, some cruiserweight action. Meantime, meanwhile, take some of these big guys that are doing some of these matches, uh, these cruiserweight-style matches, and have them knock that shit off because – if everybody's doing it, it's not special. Right. And I mean if you if you remember, WCW was three hours and you know, wrestling was huge back then and I don't remember anybody saying, Man, I gotta go home and watch three hours of nitro tonight. It was more like <laughs> I hope I don't have to wait until 
10.57 for Sting to show up tonight. Like, I hope he shows up before that. You know, I mean? Nobody was bitching about how long Nitro was. So the three-hour show can be done, you know, if if it's done oh, correctly. Absolutely. But, but then again, Vince is still around. Eric Bischoff is doing podcasts. Ted Turner's somewhere here in Atlanta. So maybe Vince has the correct formula and we're all just stupid. Who knows? Um, That's probably it. We 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 veered way off the path. Who we got to talk about the triple threat match for the SmackDown? And let me just tell you, I'm pissed off that Becky lost the title. As high as I am about how great this match was, I am not a fan of the fact that she lost the title at all. Um, my my the way I would have done it, I would have had Ronda lose and had Ronda win the Rumble. And come find Becky and both of them be on Fox. But you're about to put Becky Lynch on Raw and SmackDown's going to Fox, where Fox is going to have way more viewers because it's basic television. Um, Fox will probably make a bigger deal out of SmackDown than USA makes out of anything. And your biggest two stars are going to be on Raw, where they've been getting the lowest ratings ever. So. I'm not a fan of that, but all that aside, this match was fantastic. This match was so good. It's it's 12 o'clock midnight in Atlanta. I got to be up for work tomorrow. When we get done with this podcast, I'm going back to watch the match again. That's how good this match was. Any thoughts from you? Did I lose you? Uh yeah, so we lost the Hooper. Hopefully he will uh call back in. But the the triple threat match between Becky, Oscar, and Charlotte was everything you want in a TLC in a TLC match. It was brutal. It was violent. It was unpredictable. It was uh. I mean, just anything you want in a TLC match. Hoop, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay. Um, I, I don't know if you caught what I was saying, but I was saying the, the triple threat TLC main event match was so good that even though it's midnight here in Atlanta, I'm still going to go watch it after we get done with this podcast. I'm going to rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to rewatch it? That, you thought it was that good? Huh? Um, it was that I, good. I, I got to kind of agree with you. Um, I thought... I thought it was fantastically done. I thought it was if they were gonna if they were gonna put um not only the women and not only SmackDown, um, but if they were gonna put three women from SmackDown in the main event, um, they chose the the right time to do it because that match was by far the best on the card and it's probably one of the best matches that I've seen on a pay per view in quite a while. Just brutal. Um you know, you can watch. All right, I watched ROH Final Battle on Friday night, and they had the Ladder Wars match with the Young Bucks versus the Briscoes versus SCU, and they had a lot of weapons. But one thing you noticed was how much they all protected each other, and I don't know if it's lack of experience or it's just like, you know, women are way more emotional and they get caught up in the moment or. 
or what, but they did not give a fuck about helping each other. Like, <laughs> those kendo shots, they were just wailing on each other. Becky got the chair, and she was just beating the shit out of them. She jumps off the ladder onto the table and lands ass first in the Charlotte's midsection. Charlotte spears Oscar through the... Like, it just kept going on and on, and the violence just kept escalating. And every time it would, we would think, that could have been done a lot safer than that. <laughs> oh, know, man. man. When, just... <laughs> when Lynch came off of the uh, the top rope and landed on Charlotte, um, I thought for sure that she had broken some ribs. Um, right. Because, man, that was brutal. It made me cringe. And it wasn't, it, I mean, that was a, that's one of those things where, okay, you mistimed your jump. But anytime any one of them had a weapon in their hand, they gave no fucks about, like, I don't care if your hands are up. I don't care if you're looking. I don't care if you're in position for me to hit you in the back and nothing else. Like, I'm swinging, and you're going to have to take it. And I mean, it was, I guarantee you, if you look at, if somebody was to take pictures of all three of those women right now, they'd all have welts and bruises and all kind of shit. I mean, it was just, it was brutal. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> They're all tougher than me because I would not sign up for that. Yeah, I, there, there was a lot of cringing going on when I was watching that match. I was like, holy shit. And they're not, they're not pulling those shots. They're, they're really going at each other. All three of them. It was oof, just thinking about it. I mean, I guess on one hand, it's like I I bet they all had the the talk backstage, like, "Hey, we're in the main event. Like, don't don't pull any punches. Let me have it. As long as you don't knock me out or or really hurt me, let's let's go out here and show the world that you know women wrestling can be the main event. And they did. It was it was a fantastic match. I didn't I I wasn't crazy about the ending. Um, not just because Becky lost, but I just, I wasn't crazy about Ronda just walking casually out there with a jacket on and and determining the outcome of the match. I, I'm not an Oscar fan, but she deserves more than Ronda Rousey beating up Charlotte and Becky Lynch for her to just climb the ladder and win the title. You know what I mean? Like her, her first title should have been, should have been a lot better than that. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, obviously, uh, what do I know? I'm just a fan. But um, if I'm if I'm booking that match, because uh, number one, I don't think they I did I don't think they did enough to build up Oscar for the match. Um, right. You know, she's been um, Naomi's sidekick for a little while, and they've been having a good time and feel the glow and all this happy horse shit. You know, and that's all great. Um, but she came out of NXT, you know, one of the toughest gals in in wrestling, and they reduced her down to a sidekick. And then, without building her back up, they put they put the title on her. I would have much rather, if if the goal was to get the belt off of Becky, it would have made more sense to me to put it on Charlotte, and then build Oscar back up for Oscar to beat Charlotte for it in a rematch. I don't but, mind Charlotte not having the belt. Um, I just I didn't like the way it was. I don't know. I think it could have been done. I think they could have used Nia. They could, but at the same time, if you're gonna have Oscar win the title, it's a ladder match. Why not have her just win the title? Um, that's my only qualm about the whole match. But that's not enough to make me shit on the match. That match was fantastic. 
I love the last woman standing match with Becky and Charlotte. And this one was just as good, if not better. Um, I don't know, man. Women's wrestling is just kicking ass right now. Like, WWE really needs to ride this wave and let them main event mania. But knowing Vince, he'll let the women main event mania. But it'll be like Charlotte versus Nia Jax. Well, no, I don't think there's any way that, that Ronda Rousey's not in the main event um, at Mania if if the women are going to main event it. Um, it's just, I don't see that happen. Now, if they're smart, they'll have her main event it with Becky, but I don't know if they'll do that either. So, only time will tell. Yep. We can only see. Uh, if you had to give this a, a rating, one out of five, what would you give this pay-per-view? I, I would give it a four and a half. I thought it was, I thought it was overall one of the better pay-per-views that they've done in a while. Um, a couple of matches I wasn't really too thrilled about, but in the end, I thought they did a hell of a job. I agree. I'd give it probably four and a half. Also, from start to finish, it was. Like I said, the only match I didn't enjoy was Dean and Seth. And to be honest with you, that was probably more the crowd. The crowd goes a long way with how a match comes off on TV. And they were just completely match. But a, a, a good pay-per-view. Um, I liked it. I'm excited going, going forward as far as the Royal Rumble. Uh, and the Royal Rumble, you're going to be it. You and Marty are going to be at the Royal Rumble, so I'm hoping y'all see Brock Lesnar in the Universal title. Yeah, it sounds like there's going to be a, quite a few uh, people showing up for the Rumble. I'm really excited to to meet the Bearded Master in person, the uh, co-host of the uh, best podcast that you have never heard of that apparently more people are hearing about. Well, I'm seeing so. a lot more. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing a lot more. We're seeing a lot more people talking about it and getting a lot more uh, interaction on Twitter and the call-ins and stuff like that. So um, you guys are kicking ass, and I can't wait to to meet the co-hosts of that operation. No doubt. Well, we will go ahead and put an end to this little post-show episode. Who? I appreciate you coming on, man, uh, catching me or getting me out of a bind. Uh, needed a a co-host and somebody to, to, you know, spit shit off of. So I appreciate it, man, always. Man, I appreciate you uh, reaching out and, and uh, you know, asking me to, to do it. Um, it's it's always fun to to chit-chat and talk about it with you and then, um, you know, trying to trying to get some some more buzz going for you, and just have some fun talking some wrestling, man. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, anytime you need a a sidekick, and you've got nobody else, man, just give me a holler. No problem. So for Hoop, who you can find on Twitter at I'm that Hoop, you find me at Chris Rucker Show, and you can find Boo to the Face at Boot to the Face Radio. This has been the WWE TLC Reaction Show. We appreciate the callers. We appreciate the feedback. 
and we appreciate you downloading and listening. So for I'm That Hoop, a bearded master, and Chris Rucker's show, this has been Boot to the Face saying peace. Later.